Farmers, Consumers, and GMOs, Part 1 of Superweed Evolution. These are the questions that we want to address with this presentation. And we want to talk about why farmers are motivated to control weed populations uh, to start. So we'll do this presentation in two parts and we'll have a, a little video intermission between the two. So let's think about farmers and weeds and why farmers are interested in controlling how weeds grow. So the best place to start I think is is to compare a weed plant with a crop plant. Crop plants are domesticated. They're dependent upon the farmer uh, to plant the seeds in the place where the farmer wants the crop to grow. They're dependent on the farmer for harvest of the, the seed and then of course the farmer benefits from that. Uh, weed plants uh, have uh, the wild characteristics and the natural ability to complete their life cycle to go from seed to seed all on their own. The plant is a weed by definition because it's growing in the same place at the same time as the crop plant. So, so for the farmer uh, if they're going to be successful in harvesting seeds from their domesticated crops, they have to minimize the effect of the weed and they can do it most effectively if they can prevent the weed from completing its life cycle, dispersing seeds and, and continuing to be a problem for the farmer in the future. Uh, weeds and plants, uh, crop plants, want the same thing at the same time so their relationship is what biologists call competition. They're in competition for the water that's available to support plant growth. The mineral nutrients such as nitrogen, calcium, zinc, uh, both crop plants and weed plants will need those and compete for what's available in the soil and then of course they compete for the sunlight that they need to uh, capture light energy. So farmers are motivated to control weeds because they compete with their crops and diminish the productivity of their crops. And, and many of you are, are familiar, even if you're not a farmer, with the motivation of removing plants that are growing where you don't want them to grow. So let's think about why farmers are motivated to use chemistry to control weeds. So I think the, the best way to appreciate that is to think about the scale or the scope of work that farmers tend to have. Uh, this might be a fairly typical uh, field of soybeans uh, that a farmer is responsible for growing in. And at first glance, or if you were driving by at 70 miles an hour, you might say, hey, the farmer is not encountering too many problems. But if we look closely, we can see that there are some uh, weeds here, these mare's tail weeds are able to grow in the same field at the same time. They're competing uh, with the soybean plant uh, for those resources. Okay. Now if there's just a few of those weeds uh, it might not be a problem worth even addressing for the farmer uh, or it might be that they could get out there and, and remove a few of those um, by hand without much problems. But when you start encountering larger numbers of weeds that need to be removed to prevent competition and you are looking at the, the magnitude, the scope of the size of the fields that farmers are responsible for, then you can understand why uh, 
other kinds of weed control such as the application of herbicides is a motivation that uh, farmers have to be able to use that to effectively control their weeds but not damage their crop and because of just the scope of the work that weed control presents for them every uh, growing season. So let's think a little bit about chemicals that have been synthesized by people but those chemicals have a very specific growth controlling uh, capability. I just uh, listed three chemicals here. You can see they have some similar features. Um, we won't worry too much about the chemistry. One of these uh, chemicals is an antibiotic, uh, amoxicillin, and this uh, middle chemical is a herbicide. That's a 2,4-D, and then there's a growth hormone, human growth hormone. Um, all can be synthesized or, or, or versions of them can be synthesized by people and all can be used to control growth. Antibiotics, of course, are used to control the growth of microorganisms and, and microorganisms that, that make us sick uh, can be effectively controlled by the use of antibiotics. Herbicides can control the, the growth of, of plants, all right, and if it's a selective herbicide, it and a safe to use herbicide, it will have very little or no measurable biological effect on the way animals will grow. Okay, Growth hormone uh, uh, are often selected for and used because they promote the growth of, of animals. What all three of these chemicals have in common is that they are currently being used in agriculture or medicine. They can be used properly and effectively uh, to to help us achieve the desired outcome or they can be misused if they're not uh, used thoughtfully and properly. So so the herbicide use is what we'll concentrate on here and so let's think a little bit about about what a herbicide is and why it's effective in controlling plants. So so plants have to do a number of, of biologically successful operations and Herbicides are chemicals that have been discovered that will disrupt or block uh, one of these specific operations. So for example, plants must build all the amino acids that they use uh, to, to build their specific proteins. And there are herbicides such as glyphosate and glufosinate uh, that have a chemical structure that will specifically block the amino acid synthesis process that happens in plant cells. So these herbicides are able to disrupt something that happens in plant cells and the same process doesn't happen in animal cells. Okay, uh, plants must conduct photosynthesis. Okay, that's one of the characteristics that makes plants unique. And there are uh, herbicides that are being used that are pigment blockers. They disrupt the ability of the plant to make uh, pigments uh, chlorophyll uh, molecules that capture light energy and allow them to photosynthesize. They, if the plant cannot do that, they won't be able to survive and complete their life cycle. Or uh, just like animals, plants use uh, hormones uh, to control their growth. And some uh, herbicides are, are hormone-like molecules and disrupt the, the growth regulating process that hormones are designed to control. 
Alright, so herbicides have been discovered because they specifically disrupt a critical process in the growth and development of a plant. As it turns out, once we understand how that process works, we could take advantage of that understanding and um, take advantage of it with the genetic engineering process. And so that's a part of the uh, Roundup resistant crop or the glyphosate resistant crop story uh, that we shared earlier. So, so uh, the natural ability to withstand uh, life in, in uh, a glyphosate rich environment is, was discovered in microorganisms that were living in a waste water treatment plant near a glyphosate manufacturing uh, facility and geneticists discovered the gene that was responsible uh, uh, from this microorganism uh, that encoded a protein that gave them that resistance. The protein was actually the EPSPS protein, a protein involved in amino acid synthesis in the microbes. The microbial version of that was uh, resistant to the glyphosate. So they can modify that gene, introduce it into soybean cells growing on a petri dish, clone plants from that petri dish, and those plants possessed in every one of their cells this this uh, bacterial gene modified so that it could be expressed in plant cells. And once you have those plants and that gene is a part of their chromosomes, they can pass it on. You could be using that plant as a plant breeder to pass the glyphosate resistance trait uh, from parents to offspring and develop new varieties that, that will grow in the presence of the glyphosate herbicide. So the, the plant, the crop plant is resistant to the herbicide, but the weeds growing near it are not resistant to the herbicide. You have a very effective herbicide technology that you can use to control weed growth. All right, so the ability to, to transfer the gene for this EPSPS enzyme from the microbe to the plant gave farmers a technology option that made them even more motivated to use glyphosate herbicide to control weeds in their fields. So let's take a, a little break then. We've uh, talked about farmer motivation to control weeds and and why controlling weeds with uh, chemicals we call herbicides is an important tool for for farmers today. And we'll come back and, and finish our discussion in part two.